Sorry, I was at the gas station. All my family in Italy is like, the lottery's a billion dollars. Dude, you got the lottery too? Buy me lotteries. No, they asked me to buy lotteries. Mm. No, I saw some, I was at the gas station and I saw like, I was there and like some girl was just like getting a bunch of lottery tickets and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I'll, I'll talk to you. What are you doing? And she's like, I'm getting lottery tickets. And I'm like, well, why are you getting so many? And she's like, it's billion and point two dollars and i'm like you gotta increase your chances man and i'm like i'm gonna it was really weird so like i got one and then i started <laughs> i got one and i gave it immediately to the kava tender here and you gave up I, your chance I immediately to no, a no, billion no, no. Dollars. i gave it to her and i said here here's your lottery ticket but i have no idea but no and what i said was i was like i was like uh yeah actually though if you win like you have to give me something and she's like uh, and i'm like i already see a lawsuit coming like, this, is, <laughs> this is like this is like when our friend and we're pretty good friends and it's like this is where our friendship is gonna like really like be tested i've um heard that most lottery winners who are killed are killed by people that they know killed? family yeah. you know the stats well, 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 of lottery well, murders are by people you know too so yes. lottery murders especially um if Dude, you're gonna end up in a ditch it's gonna be like your brother there or are like lottery murders cousins. what oh, yeah. yeah family members hoping to inherit whatever fortune that guy made but if you murder the guy you're gonna go to jail if you get caught if you get caught it's only illegal when you get caught. It's only illegal. Georgia, have you killed someone for their lottery money? I, I would I be here? <laughs> if I, <laughs> yeah, because you didn't get caught. <laughs> if I had caught. lottery money, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Could have been a literal lottery, yeah. a tiny lottery, like the two dollar one. I, I'm kill, not gonna kill somebody kill, over a two dollar winning <laughs> ticket. You would kill someone for a scratch off, Georgia. <laughs> the best lottery winners, you don't know that they won the lottery. No, no, dude, it, it was so crazy, man. You I have to tell him, dude. I saw, I saw a guy, and like in China, like you would be surprised. Like I saw a guy in China, and like he won the lottery, and he claimed his prize dressed up as Hello Kitty because he didn't want his wife and children to get lazy, so he didn't tell them that he won like five billion dollars. Did he, get lazy? he won five billion remember dude yeah something crazy something crazy and his wife how do you hide that from your family how do you hide that from your family he it's must like have bought another house like where'd that put port, everything where, in there where, where it's like honey you're at the dinner table like where'd that porsche come from it's like i found it like it fell off a truck I, if my wife if my wife like hid that from me i'd be so <laughs> like what what five million dollars well let's say that you did find out that you had all that money all of a sudden. Yeah. What would that change for you? What would you do? Would that make you lazy? Well, yes, dude. I like it actually would have stressed me out a lot. I don't know what I would like. I'm being honest here. Like, I don't know what I would do if I won. Like, I know a guy who he just cashed out of the stock market and like he's 25 and he has now he has six million dollars. And he doesn't know what the fuck to do with it. He's like, he's just like sitting here. Was he on WSB or something on Reddit and like figured out the trades? <laughs> no, no, no. I know, million. I know, I know him personally. And he just like, and he just like really chills and smokes weed Can all day. Can you give us some money? <laughs> that, that, he that could be our first Patreon subscriber. As, asking him would be important. <laughs> but no, we're pretty cool. And he's just like, I have all this money. And like he has more money. He doesn't need any more money. Like he, he can retire. He can retire now. And he seems kind of stressed about it. So... I'm like, I envy you, but I don't envy you. It's no like goals. You got to have goals, dog. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. Man, that would make a good, this would make a cool short story though.
Like, like really, like you winning, winning, the, you lottery. winning the lottery and not telling your family. Like you have to hide it from your family. Like you have to hide it. And like, it just follows the awkwardness and like the little weird steps of like making sure. For how long out. do you need to hide it though? Uh, your kid is 18 and out of the house. That's like, the thing. When is it? That's the thing. He wants his wife. He, he wants his wife not to be um, cocky. He said he doesn't want his wife to be cocky. He doesn't want his daughter to be lazy. He wants her to still work hard. So I don't know when that cutoff date in his mind is when they can know and not be cocky and not be lazy. I think he's going to hide it for the whole life. But <laughs> at some point, this guy had an interview about this to some degree. An interview. So, well, how do no, you know? No, no, in China, in, in China. Well, um, because the the guy showed up to the conference, like the conference where he takes his check. It's a big guy in a in a Hello Kitty check, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a big guy in like a Hello Kitty costume, and he's at the conference saying, "Yay, I want all this money," and but you don't know who he is. Like they protect his name, like legally. I think you have to display. You have to say your name in the United it States. Used to you be don't. In Florida. I'm getting a note from the engineer. That. You no. don't. You don't have to say your name. Good, because yeah. I don't okay. want to. Okay. Oh, okay. you can declare case. as a shell corp. Okay, you just establish an LLC and put on different name okay. under it. Okay. Trust fund or something. So okay. So Jason, our sound guy, just confirmed that you do not need to say your name. Thank you, engineer. You so today's theme is what planning. Wait, what, what are we doing? No, today's what? theme. Today's well, theme is planning. Well, on actually, that note. Planning to win the lottery. I think what makes that interesting is that is um planning. Well, plan everyone who buys plan it is planning they, to win. They really are though. You I have to plan things in your life. I suppose. I don't think anyone truly thinks they're gonna win the lottery but when they buy dude, a ticket. It's weird. About it. It's weird how your yes. imagination works. Like, well, yeah, when they buy a two dollar ticket, that's why I buy the two dollar ticket. Dude, I knew I wasn't gonna win, but like for some reason, like when I bought it, like all of a sudden, like automatically, I was going through all the scenarios in my head, like what I would do if I won. Like, even though it's astronomically small, like all I could think about was like what I would do if I won. So as a guy with some knowledge and finance, I will tell you, yeah. as soon as you win over a million dollars, just give it to a financial planner. And yeah. Don't worry. about I, it. I, I would do that, actually. Yeah. But then you become like distrustful. People. It's like, is this man going to steal my money? He can't. You can sue him if he does. <laughs> Giorgio, anyone can steal your money. Yeah, you can sue all of them too yeah. in the United States. Giorgio, so. I'm going to give you my money. Like, Don't it, give me your dude, money. Dude, if I win the lottery, I'm going to literally give it to you guys. Oh, yeah, then give me your money. If yeah. you have lottery money, no, like then you'll, go ahead. You'll hold it for me. I'll, I'll, give you the, I'll pay you a fee and like you'll have that money. But yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to trust I'll run, you. I'll run your money for sure. Yeah, you'll run my money. I will help with running that money. We don't need <laughs> I you. will hire you too. You think you're a part of this. We don't George need the you. brains. I'll be like the creative <laughs> for how creative. to spend the money. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. the creative He says voice. how to save it. I say how to spend it. And you you're like the get, mom and I'll be the, the dad. You're the mom about yeah. it. You're just the voice and I'm just the child. You, yeah, you're just asking I, to spend I, I, money. I, little Jimmy. <laughs> I'm just like bringing a dog home. It's like, no, you can't have that. You ask your mom. You ask your mom. It's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Oh man, no, but um, so what are we doing? This is the podcast, right? This is the podcast. This is the podcast. What's, and what's the name so, of the podcast? Sorry, it's no. This is this is this is the Jojo Geo. The this intro is the intro completely. The, we forgot the intro, but this is the Jojo Geo podcast, and it's basically the podcast. It's like you know, by writers and for writers who amateur are writers. Uh, amateur writers who are starting out and trying to get their foot in the door with writing. And we got a little sidetracked because, you know, if you're in, we're, we're Tampaites and in, in Tampa and in Florida, it's it's $1.2 billion. And that was a, a big Tampa. 
Heights. Tampa Heights. Are we in Tampa Heights? Tampa. We're not Tampa. Tampa Heights is south of Seminole Heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're in Tampa Heights. Tampa Heights. We should sound off too. Yeah, yeah. So my name. So my name is Jimmy. My name is Jordan. And I'm Giorgio. And it's the Jojo Geo podcast. Let's get started. Um, actually, and actually, I wanted to sort of like quickly go over like some of the stuff that I was doing with like my like writing. Um, What's up? I finished. I finished my third chapter uh, with like uh, I got to the part of my story when like the main character meets like that wise. Like you know, like there's like a wise. There can be like a wise sage in like a story. Like the Gandalf. The Gandalf. Yeah, it's the Gandalf. Like he literally just met his Gandalf, and like the Gandalf, like it hits back on like the trope kind of thing like he's like an eccentric old like creature like an old hairy eccentric creature that's like a what, wizard what animal did you land on for I this ma- guy I, I made him up well like i made him up it's like there, there's it's a creature from slavic mythology called, oh. a, called a domovoy that's like so my inspiration so yeah yeah he's like i, I got <laughs> <sorry>. my inspiration <laughs> no, no, no 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 like listen to me hear me out like i got my inspiration from solving mythology because i saw this character called a domovoy which lives it lives in a house it lives every house has a domovoy and it basically a domovoy like protects the house and stuff and it can like turn into a cat and it's furry and it protects the house from like evil spirits and stuff. So, so. is it itself a, just a spirit? It's or? a spirit. It's a spirit. Yeah, it can like disappear and, and shit like that. I guess that makes sense. Domo does mean. Dom, dom means house. Dom, yeah, domo in is, Russian. Domo is house in Latin. It is? Domus aurea is what? the golden house. That's crazy because it's dom in Russian because I speak Russian. Domus and it's in the fourth dialect for those who understand latin they will understand what but yeah domus is a house in dude latin. i didn't know italian and russian shared like similar words. i think russian has some latin in it but it's mostly cyrillic alphabet all cyrillic know. alphabet stuff cyrillic yeah. you know. but like he has like he like you know gandalf had like a like a staff like this character has like a little pocket watch like an emerald pocket watch that it uses to do magic and stuff so he does have powers he has powers oh like yeah like he can like when he he when he disappears there's like green like emerald like glitter and stuff that's like all that's left when he disappears oh so there's a little bit also of like the the cat from alice in wonderland just like that can just disappear and he almost is like a cat the esoteric hero yeah exactly lucky from lucky charms or lucky from lucky charms wait lucky from is that his name the name of the of the irish yeah. little dude his name, his name is, lucky. is lucky oh his He's, name it's is lucky's lucky. charms i didn't oh it's lucky's charms and those kids are always you trying to catch him yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've known this guy for what 25 years at least and Man, i never knew his name was name. lucky dude i can't tell you how many times well i knew his other partners cuckoo and I don't think Tony. they're partners. They're, they're, they're not partners. They're competitors. They're definitely competitors. The captain. That's not actually a captain. He's an admiral or something. But he has a ship. A giant ship made of Captain Crunch. <laughs> it's like this weird ship. Anyway, going back to your character. Yeah. So what, are you facing any roadblocks? Last I spoke with you, you were having some kind of creative it's, issues. Well, no. My creative issue was how he was going to meet the, um, like his, how the he sage. was going to make this sage kind of thing. And it's always like the sage like acts like he has everything under control. And like the main character is like, who the fuck are you? Like, what, what the fuck is going on? Because he's from the real world, this main character. And so he's right. Sees the this. main character, just to remind the audience, is like 
a adolescent child. Yeah, right? it's an adolescent he's child. Yeah, my 12, main character. 14, he's about like fourteen. That. He's about like fourteen, 14 so sixteen. Early high school. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, and he's like, all of a sudden thrown on this like magical train and stuff, and like he just like all sees all this magical like crap happening, and he runs into this like uh, like this creature. Uh, and he's like, the creature is just like, the creature helps him like figure out like what he needs to do. Cause like, he's like sitting, you know, like between a train, you have like that little, that little uh, connector. Yeah. That each, interim section the, yeah, is kind of like yeah. on the outside in, in the old trains, at least it was on the outside. That, that, now yeah, exactly. And so like, he like meets this, like he meets this like creature cause he just escaped. Where you can disconnect yes, train cars. Yeah. And so he was like almost eaten by a monster. And so he like meets this creature and like this creature is like, Hey man, like let's figure out your life. <laughs> figure out your life so but he does it in a clever way what, what does he, he you said he's uh he's from the slavic mythology slavic something mythology. like um dom his name is dom you said D domovoy, domovoy. I, I, I named him i named him i named him mudrik 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 yeah so does he have like a does he actually look like something or is he just a vague spirit in the book no i i actually got this is the kind of a cool thing because like i'm really um like i like images and stuff so i actually got a professional like artist to like draw him for me well you had like a contract going out i, I had a contract yeah it was only it wasn't like the hundreds well, of I mean, dollars it, it, was, it was like i think i got it done for like 15 dollars but really someone did a character page for me and they uh they did this character page for me and they drew like his like different angles of his face, what his body looks like, his um, the articles of clothing he has. Do you have that for us? Like, can we see it right now? Actually, yeah, I I do. We'll upload it also to the yeah, podcast yeah, website yeah, if yeah. we have one. For the, by then. We'll, we'll we'll get a podcast website by yeah. the time or on Instagram with, page. With Jasmine Geo twenty five at Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jasmine Geo twenty five. But you remembered that. You remembered that. We're so, gonna, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Hold on. I wonder if we'll still be friends in twenty twenty. <laughs> I think so. Or will we will we part ways, or will we still be friends? I I think so. I think so. I'll I'll, I'll still be. In while while James bit. is looking for that picture, yeah. Jordan, have you been making any progress on your writing? I have, but it's been it's been bittersweet. Sir Green, right? So yes, yeah, sir. Um, no, sir. close. That was close. Uh, sir Gowan was the inspiration. Uh, sir Price is the name of my sir Price. kind of um spinoff. So. I did finish the final season, um, winter. Unfortunately, as I've been writing this though, I just realized I think I was a better writer in college. I had a lot more inspiration and time. And Dude, you're just forced. You're just forced to write. You yeah. just had more time. So you had to. So the beginning. And now you're an adult with busy lives. Yeah. Part of which is a writing podcast. Yeah. 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 Just kind of ironic. So I just, I, I whipped out the beginning and end when I was in college and I, I'm, I'm looking at those now. I'm like, man, this is one of those weird situations. For the most part, I feel like I've grown across the board as I get older. But with this, I was like, oh man, I really did a lot more time and effort into these other two parts. So I tried to build up that quality and connect them. Yeah. Um, and it's a whole story. But for sure, in my mind, and maybe this is just all artists experience this, but I was like, oh, I feel like some of these sections are better than the others. Do you well, think yeah. dedicating more editing to the winter portion, which you said is the last one, uh, would help it benefit and kind of equalize on the quality? I mean, obviously the writing style might be different yeah. because so much time has passed between the two seasons. Mm -hmm. But do you think dedicating more time on an editing side rather than an inspiration writing portion would help it kind of equalize or... 
No, that's a fair point. This is probably worth revisiting. I don't spend quite as much time editing it as I used to either. Do you? Th- I mean, obviously, you can send it to either me or James yeah. for any kind of pinpoints. Do you think? Uh, did you ever share your book so far at any point with someone? I did upload at one point, I believe the first part of the story. It's well, a short story. And it's, also like, how about you like, just for the people who don't know, like tell them about like your blog and like how basically like you're taking all of your works that you did in college and sort of put them into a blog. Yes. Like you're doing, you're still doing that right now. Yes, I am still working on it. And that's kind of what I've been publishing this in a serial format. So this is going to be occupying the month of December and that's, um, I've been trying to pad ahead. I have a buffer going. So this is going to be Jan- the first week of December, um, four stories, one for each week through the end of December. Speaking of the first week of December, I'm excited for the first week of December. <laughs> we what? have, we have a Shrek rave, me and Jordan are going to attend. What? You didn't, you didn't even invite me? What's no. this going I did. on? You're yeah. definitely yeah. invited. It wasn't yeah, the group yeah, chat. I, I, sent you the, I sent you the link. Oh, yeah? Um, so what's this, what's the Shrek rave? Like, it's like amusing. It's we're gonna, literally. We're going to zoom off topic here for a second. It's literally what it sounds like. It's a, Shrek, it's a rave with Shrek as a sh- central theme. Oh, yeah. Central. Central. Mm. Okay. Okay. So people would dress up as Shrek and like donkey and just like what? Yeah, I mean, I honestly don't know. Is this your first time going to the Shrek Fest? This is going to be most people's time going to Shrek Fest first time. Where is it? It it started in LA. To my understanding, the history of it is it was a birthday rave for some DJ out in in LA and they said, I want Shrek for my birthday. And they Mm. threw their own party and it was a huge hit and people, the people wanted more. They demanded Shrek rave across the nation, and what? this guy, this person, obliged. So, this is going to be the first Shrek rave in Tampa coming up in December. First 2nd. Shrek rave in Tampa, and I'll be there, and Jordan will be there, and maybe even James. I think I'll be there. If it's a weekend. You I'll need to buy the be ticket. There. Yeah, it's we're, December second, I believe. It Let might me get have that been link. sold out. Mm, okay. So actually, James, speaking of you, you, you're showing me now this this illustration. Yeah, I just showed so the illustration. It, it is. It's like a mammal cat fox hybrid it looks yeah. like just yeah. oh, this is my interpretation and he's wearing a mountaineer style hat. it's like it's like and it's it like a, a pipe it, a pocket watch it's supposed to be like a russian hat like one of those mm-hmm. like old like russian fur hats yeah it, it the flaps are what, down yeah what is that it has called? the flaps on the on the, uh, that, on the ears i don't know what this is called tongue. okay like, it's like in russian it's called like a hat is like a shopka it's like a shopka. Yeah, but that's just hat in Russian. I, 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 there's another word for it. It's like not vishivanka, but it's something. It's like shopka. The, yeah. I, there, there's probably eventually going to be some Russian speakers like, no, you idiot. It's called vudafanka or yeah, something. Yeah, someone's right know. now yelling at their phone. Yeah, exactly. But it, you can call Ushanka. Hat, Ushanka. Ushanka. Is the name of this particular Ushanka hat. is the Pacific hat. And then a shopka is hat in Russian. Yeah. So I just want to give him that. That's like his style, and uh, and he does magic and stuff, and he can disappear, and and he's wise, and he obviously can talk. Because so, how does he lead the character? Like, what does he add to the protagonist? So he that tells he the can, character because Gandalf obviously adds. Like Frodo doesn't need courage, or uh, I think so. He needs courage. No, I definitely Frodo, think Frodo needs Frodo courage. Frodo didn't need courage because Sam gave him the courage. What well, Gandalf Frodo did not want to go to this adventure he did he not want to go he took the ring he took it but he didn't want to go he's like in the beginning he's like oh the, the, like the like he wasn't like let's take this to mordor he's well, just no, like obviously no gandalf uses like you ever heard of you ever heard of um like 
it's like Socratic reasoning or something or something like that, where it's like you ask questions and the person you're asking questions to will eventually come to a conclusion of yes, what they need to do. Sounds very Socratic it's, when you yeah, ask questions. Yeah. And- so like the, this, like this wise creature, like ask the main character, it's like, well, where are you trying to go? And the character's like, well, I'm trying to leave. And it's like, well, how are you going to do that? It's like, well, he's on this train. It's like, you can't just jump off. That's not an option. You can't just jump off. So he's like, uh, who's driving the train? And it's like, oh, the conductor is. It's like, well, maybe you should find the conductor. And the guy's like, well, maybe I will. Oh, so it's kind of one of those stories where, like, you knew, you know, the the answers all along. I know, I know the answers. Yeah, well, you're the writer. I'm the writer. You know the answers. But yeah, it's all about it's all about the main character finding those answers, kind of thing. If it makes any sense, like his journey of like finding what he needs to do and how he's going to do it. And so this, like, this guy doesn't tell him what he has to do, but he gives, like, little nudges. Like, maybe you should do this thing. He asks the questions. He yeah. kind of, like, holds his hand and points him to the answer. Gandalf but does he the same to, thing. Yeah. Gandalf does the same thing. He's, like, he, and he leaves at random times. Like, when they're at Mirkwood Forest, for example, he's, like, I'm going to go randomly somewhere, but you have Mr. Baggins with you. And they're, like, oh, fuck, Gandalf's leaving. <laughs> but because they had, because they had to do th- some things themselves, you know, and that's what's going to be, like, in this story, like, he can't hold his hand through every little adventure like he's gonna guide him here and there but then he's gonna let the guy do the thing himself does uh, what's the name of your character jordan surprise does he have a wisdom full character that he uh talks to every now and then throughout the mission to actually achieve i haven't read any of your book that's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I just I have not read your book. Well, <laughs> well you haven't really yeah, uploaded it yeah. either. So, so um, surprise is the the goal. The short story runs counter to the common narratives of the time frame it's inspired by, which is much. It's about community and bonding and chivalry. Surprise starts out the gate ignoring his master, ignoring his family, his obligations, and going to seek glory on his own. He's an anti-hero for sure. Oh, okay. um, he he's solo the whole time even when he's offered opportunities for contentment guides he rejects them this is yeah. a cautionary tale in the end oh, so, oh very interesting now i'm even more interested well, what do you mean by a cautionary tale though well what's that mean um because those old stories like i said were based on like beowulf was another one i was reading at the time yeah a huge theme in beowulf is community and family and what that means the other one sir gowan and the green knight that was based off of chivalry where it's a corruption of a kind of a pure and honorable knight. This knight starts out being kind of already corrupting himself. Like he thinks himself too good for everyone and everything as he goes through life. Oh, that is anti-hero. Until he reaches the end and realizes that because he failed to connect to anyone, he has nothing left in the end. Oh, he like starts out kind of like an asshole. He has everything bit. and he loses it all. Yeah. So he starts out kind of like an asshole. He's like, I like I'm better than everyone else and I know more than everyone else. Mm-hmm. I think every hero starts out like starts out like that a little bit. Like he has some sort of like problem and some sort of personal flaw that he has to fix. It's kind of like popularized recently by I'll throw out a character that everyone probably does know at this point, the Tony Stark character. Where yeah, they're well, they're talented, they're well equipped, but they realize that it's not enough when you're human to just be better than everyone. You can't you just be better those than those connections. You can't be a god because <laughs> in the end, your weakness is you're human. You need connections. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's actually really smart though. I think we can all deal with that. Have like, you ever heard of the book called the? 
Furious Orlando, I think it's called. The Frenzy of Orlando. The Frenzy of Orlando. Is that about like a hurricane that hits Orlando? No, like, it's about it? a knight named Orlando. It's an epic poem from Italy. What? For some reason, no. this story of your book reminded me of this particular thing I read when I was in high school. It's from an, it's originated from a French novel, Chanson de Roland, which is the name Orlando comes from. But basically, oh. it's just the knight Orlando who is during the crusades he gets very violent and very angry and he kind of gets and he's a, a magnificent knight like he's incredibly pro has a very high prowess he's very good at fighting yeah but he has the issue of rage and so he just kind of goes berserker and he can like rip out trees out of their ground like stuff like what? that and for some reason like it reminded me of that and i was wondering if you ever read anything like that mm. during generally renaissance period that's when like the chivalry theme was very popular because like this renaissance rebirth of like the old greek styles and all that i can't claim to have read any old uh french tales this course that i was taking when i was inspired for this was old english tales so old english to I'm middle sure english and there was french a lot of overlap yeah anglo-saxon and as you guys know like giorgio was italian so he like they, know. Lots they of, heard the first yeah, episode yeah he has a lot of inspiration from what well, one well, school you had to read a bunch of italian poems right oh yeah i went to high school in italy so yeah yeah yeah, we did not have to do that much in American high school, I don't think. Yeah, I know you guys got it off easy, but I mean, it all came back know. in college. It, it will, it will. No, I, th I think you got, in the end, I think you got the better, the, the better, like, option. Because it's good to know all that stuff, like, all of those, like, old tales. Like, Fury of Orlando, that sounds cool. I wish I would have read something like that in high school. Yeah, it was an interesting book. Orlando the Furious is like the central character is Orlando and he's just constantly angry and just he's also in love. And there's a lot of different Orlando style books. Like there's a, uh, Orlando in Love is one of them too. And that's what yeah. I was inspired by. But the Fury of Orlando or the Wrath of Orlando is the one that actually became popular. Okay. Back in like Renaissance Italy. That actually seems like a cool like like it would be cool if like someone made like a modern version of that i feel like that's i feel like cool jordan kind of made one jordan you could do something like that you should read this poem and like use it as like use some, it to like edit sir or yeah your your surprise, book, surprise yeah. there that's I a cool name surprise is a great name yeah that is I'm, I'm down with that man that is a good name it's a bit of a pun too. <laughs> surprise? How so? Surprise! Surprise! Like, surprise. Oh, this is this is this is. Wow! Oh, you got us. Hold on. <laughs> wow, wait, guys. wait, wait. Hold on. Is this this isn't a comedy, is it? Like no, what you're it's writing? not. Okay. It's just there was a lot of wordplay. Is it a tragedy? Gowan. Yeah, it's for sure a tragedy. Oh wow! It does not end well for surprise because he gets a lot Nor of. Nor should it. Honestly, isn't the anti-hero right? Anti-hero yeah. famously died. Yeah, T Tony Stark dies eventually. I don't want to like ruin this for anybody, but like well, he, <laughs> he leaves. But every time you guys talk about anti-heroes and you start with Tony, Tony Soprano is the first thing that comes to my ah, mind. Tony but Soprano, Tony Soprano yeah. also dies. For those of you who think Tony Soprano didn't die, you're wrong. He definitely dies at the end of of the Sopranos. Um, I'm getting like weird faces here in the room, so I'm oh, thinking he does like, nobody actually seen. I have not, but I've heard that that was up to interpretation for some fans. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But yeah, the the last spoiler alert uh, for the ending of a show from 2002. But um, the the last scene of Tony is, uh, of the Sopranos is the main character, Tony, uh, looks up as one of his, one of the troops from his enemy gangs, like walks into the diner 
and the screen goes black. So Uh-oh. there's no, you're right. Obviously no, they just give a friendly wave and keep walking, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The, the leader of the mafia family looks up and the screen goes black and nothing happened. Yeah. Very, no, come yeah, on. He died. No, no. We all know he died. Same as Walter down. White. Walter yeah. White is also another anti-hero, more modern for those of us who were in college in like 2012. He also dies at the end of the move of this show because that's the whole point of the anti-hero is that they, they die. They learn their lesson too late. Too late. Yeah. Or they don't learn it at all. Walter White at the end of the show didn't really learn his lesson. He was happy to die in the lab because that's where he he did learn his lesson. No, he did learn his lesson. What was the lesson? In the very end, in the very end, he goes to his wife and he says, I just want to tell you the reason why I did this. And the wife says, if you do, if you say one more time that you did this for us, I'm going to get really pissed. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, no, you're but, right. But you're then, but then he says, no, I did it for me. That was my so favorite he did, line from he, that he, show he, too. He did yeah. learn his lesson. He did learn his lesson. Well, But learn- he died. A, a sad ending isn't a bad ending. You know, I don't I, think it's sad that he died. Or or just like a, a negative? I think it makes sense that he would sense. die. Yeah. I think it makes sense that Jesse would run too. I'm, I'm glad he, like, I'm not glad that he died, but it's like. That I am, seemed, he was a drug that, lord. That, that I'm seemed, glad he died. <laughs> that, seemed, that seemed the only conclusion. That seemed like the best conclusion for that situation. I, 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 don't get me wrong. Like everybody else, I hated Skyler and loved Walter. Because, I hated Skyler. But like, let's be honest, Skyler's husband was a drug lord and she wanted to protect her newborn daughter and her handicapped kids so I, just, I just thought skylar was just too much she was just she was a little she, too like much. you know i think i would turn into a drug lord if my wife was like that like just to get away like i i'm just like no. no 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 you're too much i can't do this but that's just and 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 the guys are nodding everyone agrees they like yeah we'd be drug lords too but yeah i mean if i had the brains of walter white I might be a drug lord. Yeah, but that's no for, but it's interesting. So like basically Jordan, your guy is like the anti-hero, but yeah, mine is definitely not being an anti-hero. He has to learn. He's going to learn stuff. He's going to learn stuff. And eventually he's going to be better at the end. He's going to be like a full-time hero. He's going to rescue a damsel in distress and all that stuff. Young is impressionable. That's the whole point of his journey. Yeah. I don't, I don't want them to be like 14 and like, cause like that's like the, where like the hope comes in. Like, I don't want them to be like 14, like end up like being a drug Lord and being like a, like end up like dying. Like I want them to like, okay, it's like you're 14. Like you have a chance to learn something and grow. Like life isn't over kind of thing. But with Walter White, it's like he's 40 or 45 or whatever. I think he's older than that. Yeah. It might be 50. Might even be, 50 i don't know but regardless it's like he had his whole life to figure out how to be a good person and he still decided to sell drugs i i forget that he's does he get cured of the lung cancer he does not get cured he does, he does not, not right he's still terminal that's the end of the show is he discovers that it's come back and is terminal and that's right. when he decides okay i need to wrap this up because this is no longer treatable yeah and he actually the, the final one of the final scenes like him just like having a like another attack and he's like on the floor he wasn't shot i don't think he was shot he was just no, like having no another he attack. was just on the ground in the lab yeah as the dea or whoever was storming it yeah and so he died i believe he was shot because didn't he wipe the blood off on the uh oh he was shot was he, he shot was but he wasn't shot by the dea shot. he no, was by shot Pick- by the by jesse maybe no he was nazis, shot by the nazis. The, the nazis that were kidnapping nazis. Yeah, yeah. something like that okay. i don't remember yeah. i should watch that show but that's again. just like another example of how like i don't know like you take that like old idea of like the anti-hero with like knights and stuff but you just make it modern you know, I just think that's like well, another reason why it's so cool. It's like just like this modern anti-hero. 
Like that's like, I don't know. How yeah. I, I think it. anti-hero stories are very popular. I think they're a really great tool. Yeah. So. Did you guys plan at all for this book? Like usually people like, no, I planned. Usually, I was like, when I, when I started it, when I started it, I was like, okay, I'm going to have like this character. He's like on this like magical train kind of thing. And he eventually gets to the end. Like I already know how it's going to end like more or less. So you kind of made it like a storyboard. I storyboarded it. Yeah. I, I eventually want to work as like a storyboarder for like, if I could for like, I don't know, like uh, just shows for and shows movies, and stuff. Yeah. Just, just, just like small scale, just like small scale, not like major Disney or something but like just you know it's like we where you like you plan out like storyboarding you should shoot for the moon man do Disney. okay yeah maybe disney's kind of weird lately but it, i don't know like maybe weird. i'll do like a work for studio ghibli or something i mean Miyazaki. holy smokes studio ghibli that would be that would prestigious. be awesome that would be awesome if you're like prestigious prestige. so that's like you could grow so much as like a writer or a storyboarder that's what uh hi miyazaki the guy who wrote spirited away he's a storyboarder he's a, he's a really good at storyboarding that's what I want to do. But okay, let's quickly, uh, you want to move on to some of the prompts that we... Well, uh, let's check in maybe with Georgia. Have you been working on any projects of your own? Oh, yeah. Georgia. I, projects, I, yes. Maybe I, not writing. Not. <laughs> it's like, we're going to get you to I write to something, learn, I am writing more. It's just not actual like English. It's it's code. Um, You're writing code? Yeah, now apparently I've been tasked with the with the well it's very dry and it's not fun at all it's called sql or sql oh, most of you know program. yeah database stuff somehow i became database engineer now so guess what that's Where'd what you learn to write code do. though i didn't know you knew how to write code the internet like you most just taught places. yourself you just See, taught yeah. yourself. sql is actually not that hard to learn it implementing really is a little different but the yeah. can basics are very simple the issue that i have with sql is that like everything that you do in edit is so back-end focused that you can't see like i can't see the actual effects happening right away and so i'm having a little bit of a struggle with that delta but but it's not a big issue it's something i can learn it's just a constant i've been having like a lot of back and forth with my boss about the constant like uh requirements changes and the 180s on the who is the audience for this thing or what have you like i mean leaving it vague on purpose but i'm just kind of caught between a rock and a hard place with work right now so that's what i'm focusing on yeah and a lot of the writing goes into reading and writing code that's all i've been reading and writing most of the time is code it's you know sql server power bi python you name it i've done it Jeez, well not, i mean not fun it's i'd be curious what kind of creative writing yeah you get out of that mindset because that's i think some of the most fascinating parts of creative writing is you get these people very different thought processes. Very, very different. I mean, the, the recent uh, exercises I've done in creative writing was the uh, speech I did for my sister's wedding, Ooh. which you guys have read and reviewed. And, and that went really well. I, I've heard from the wedding guests. Obviously, I don't think any wedding guests would say otherwise, but I've heard, I've had positive feedback so far, and you guys are pretty positive as well. So I think I'm happy about it. Um, but I, you gave us credit lines, right? Like co-authored yeah, like, by this Jordan is like and James from our, our my <laughs> podcast colleagues. Yeah, right after read. I nominated them, man and wife, it was like brought to you by brought the Jojo yeah, Geo podcast, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the editing room. Nah, dude, but it's like that is that was your writing project. But what was like just out of curiosity, like what was like the highlight of like you giving your speech like what points like did you really get a reaction on because with a speech as opposed to a book it's like you immediately kind of see it like 
the reaction of like yeah the so there there was i think i named so many like uh, jokes you did like a little like a bunch of like small inside jokes or something or references well, yeah i did so me and chris who is the the man who married my sister and sarah get really we're really close and we get along we have similar interests in fantasy and stuff yeah and so i i tried to mention as many or quote as many of our favorite together movies and shows as possible and i think i let's see i managed to get in the watchmen um star wars the original star wars yes the watchman like who watches the watchmen i mentioned um i quoted uh obi-wan kenobi do not trust your eyes Um, i think it's like use the force no, I like use no, no, the no. force and get me. Um, I mentioned the Lord of the Rings. Obviously, when they were exchanging rings, I mentioned yeah. that the ring is the one ring. But I think the biggest part was at the end. That's when I saw all of the American uh, side of the aisle, kind of uh, tightening their grip of their of each other's hands and like really paying attention. Where I said, uh, uh, "Do not waste time on daily trivialities. Do not dwell on petty detail." For all these things become obscure and drift away in the hectic traffic of time. Let Ooh, go, who said that? stay silly, stay who crazy said, in love. Who said That's that? actually a Giorgio original. What? Um, most of it is <laughs> taken by a movie called The World of Tomorrow, which was nominated for a short story Oscar in like 2016, I think. Um, but I, I edited World it. World of Tomorrow. Yes, The World of Tomorrow is a 15 minute movie short um it's it's about is it, good? it is good it's 15 minutes so i mean yeah, how can it be bad yeah, um it but be, it, yeah. it's mainly about like this this uh this um this girl like this four-year-old girl managing to communicate with us with a future version of herself what yeah so this like the future version of, her, of herself skypes or facetimes her her own self when three generations back 2016 Dude, I think. that's wild i think jordan is okay. looking it up i'm looking this this sounds good because this sounds good i used to watch a lot of indie films and short films back in the day because that's an indie film that would be considered an indie film Definitely Vimeo, an indie film. Yeah. 2015 the world of tomorrow sci-fi short by don hetzerfield difficult name to say but some of you might know his his other work. What else has he done? He's famous for stuff. I'm so proud of you. He made apparently a second World of Tomorrow. The World of Tomorrow sounds good. Yeah. That sounds like a good thing to watch. I, like watch I think he also point. made yeah. like dig a pigeon having an existential crisis or something like that. What is it called? Existential crisis. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. losing you a little bit. <laughs> no, no, you're um, good. <laughs> But no, that like sounds like a good concept though. Like I like that. Just like future people like talking to themselves like what through Skype? Like that's pretty cool. Like I I just like weird stuff like that. A pigeon sat on a branch reflecting on existence. A pigeon that's something he wrote. No, it's not. I thought it was. It's not. But it's okay. it's a similar right. like it's kind of, you know, it's all these weird movies. But you um, s- you did you steal this completely from that guy or no, did you just I, like I use took it as half inspiration? Of the quote. I half took half the of the quote, the first half. The really complex one. The very good sounding The, the very portion. good sounding portion, yeah. I got you. Well, that is creative writing as well. I mean, and then Coding, everything is stolen. Coding, yeah, but you and programming, everything is stolen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doubly so, but it, it does require out of the box thinking. It Taps into a lot, lot of those same, 
Same but different. It's a lot more logical, but also creativity yes. is required. Generation of new content that wasn't there before. Well, it's just in programming, like you're trying to reach a goal, right? So it doesn't really matter how you reach that goal as long as you reach it, as long as the code spits out what you need it to. So just whether a, a lot yeah. of programmers very sad. Yeah, you whether, it doesn't matter how you get there. Well, the, the, programmers, the programmers listening <laughs> no. would know that like, there is a difference between well-written code and not. But yeah. um, but in general speaking, like for something that's a low effort, it, as long as it works, it doesn't matter what it does. Yeah. Well, otherwise, yeah. you do need to have like light code. There's something to to that. Um, but code's I, too dry for me. I, I don't just can't see do it. honestly. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I don't see the creativity portion in programming. It's just a tool to a means. And if you can make it more efficient, great, welcome. So, but otherwise, who cares? Uh, I'm no. not. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of programming, dude. To be but honest. it's like you're, you're. I see the importance <laughs> and the value, but there's I don't importance like to value do it. everything. Yeah, I don't like to do it. That's all. But the the speech that you wrote though, that was creative writing, man, and that was good. Yeah, that the was speech good. Was creative. I think you were good at it because you had a purpose to doing it. Like you were like, hey, like I got to do this for a specific thing. Yeah, it was my sister's wedding. You know, it's an important date, and we, you know, it was across the ocean from us. You, you know, you got we skipped a podcast date. You, the audience, might not notice that, but we we had to plan around the fact that I wasn't here for two straight weeks. We're much older now. Yeah, we're much older, more, ages. more, more mature. We're different people. I miss you guys. <laughs> We missed you too, man. Brand there was, the, there was a void. There was a definitely a void. Um, okay. So that's like basically the stuff that we were like working on, I guess, like over these past like couple weeks. But um, I'd say, do you guys want to move on to some of those writing prompts? Yeah. What were the prompts? I saw you sharing like, them on the group chat earlier yeah, today. Yeah. So we share them on the group chat. So the theme seems to be planning, which we didn't do at all for this episode, which is very <laughs> in theme. Number uh, 170 of the Reedsy prompts is best laid plans. And I'll read the little blurb. Yeah, read the blurb. As the old saying goes, we plan, God laughs. No matter how carefully we try and prepare for the future, life tends to get in the way. Sometimes these obstacles are actually opportunities and things work out for the better. Sometimes these disappointments don't have a happy ending. Either way, we have to muddle through. This week's prompts are all about plans. Whether they work out, they don't. Or we never had one to begin with. And uh, the following are these prompts that we have to pick from. Okay. First is, start your story with a line, I've got a plan. Write a story about a character who tries to control their life down to the most minute detail, but has to learn to let go. Write about a plan that goes wrong, for the better. Write a story that involves the architectural plans for a building, or... Fly by the seat of your pants and write a story without a plan. Jeez, like the first one and the last one are complete opposites. Yes. So I yeah. feel like the last one is basically what we did last time we recorded a podcast where Luigi became something else. Oh, um, yeah. That's kind of how I always write, it, honestly, is by the seat of my pants. Really? That, 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 that. I actually, I'm more of a planner. Like, I'm the guy that sits down and kind of storyboards everything. It needs to be perfect before I can I even start. I at least have start. a basic, I have a basic idea. Like, oh, there's going to be like a castle in this story, or there's going to be like a dragon or something like that. And they're going to do something. And it's going to like all center around like that dragon, like burning something to the ground or so something. Which of these prompts is the one that inspires you the most? The most. Like tackle today. The most. 
I think the one that inspires me, write about a plan that goes wrong for the better, write a story that involves the architectural. I don't like the architectural one. That's just like too, it reminds me of coding. That could be the Italian. That could be anything, anything that has an architectural plan. I mean, Batman has architectural plans. The Italian job is stuck in as architectural plans. The know, oh, so Ocean be a, 13 is architectural plan. It doesn't be a building. Well, architectural plans could be anything, or it could be, or it could be programming, yeah. Uh, no, for a building though, it's architectural plans for a building specifically. I don't know, not yeah. a huge fan. I it could be, it's just too one. broad. It could be anything. Very broad. I really like the second prompt about Let's letting see. go. That was the theme of the wedding. Because, like you said, like don't pay attention to details in the wedding and stuff, or don't yeah, get hung up on details. Yeah, I did, didn't you know? I? Yeah. What yeah. was the sentence I said? Like you were like, uh, don't get hung. Do up not on waste me. on daily trip. Do not waste time on daily trivialities. Do not dwell on petty detail. For all these yeah. things become obscure and melt apart between the so traffic of time. We can do a protagonist who does dwell on the trivialities. Who does yes. dwell on trivialities? Details. Like he's that that would be me because I dwell on like the little details because like Are you, I'm. Would you define yourself as a perfectionist? Yeah, a hundred percent. Because like like for me, like I was never good at doing anything unless I had it planned out like perfectly or like because I don't like making mistakes. So it's like yeah, that's not good. That's not good with writing. <laughs> it's like, but no, I don't like making mistakes. So from like a young age, like when someone like tell me to do something, I'd be like, all right, like give me all the details so like I can get everything done right, kind of thing, you know. And so I would get hung up sometimes on details, but that did help me because that's how I got like really good grades and got like really good like essay, like all my essays I did really good and stuff in school because like I would ask a bunch of questions and at every little turn I would like ask the teacher questions, but it did make me annoying. I know it made me annoying. So I totally understand. I'm very much yeah. the same way in many aspects. I do not ask a lot of questions. I just want to get out of class as fast as possible. But otherwise than that, like I am perfectionist. I do like mellow and I can get hung up on small details just because yeah. of the peculiarities of those details. Yeah. But you know what? Finished or done is better than perfect. That's something I've learned recently no, perf at work. Perfection is the enemy of good. It's the enemy. Yes, yeah. sir. What do you think, Jordan? What's your thoughts? On the prompt or perfection? Because I just Either. established I... I was in in school and throughout my life, I'm someone who prefers to just dive in and um, figure it out if I get to a point where I, I, can, I can spend far too long planning, organizing. I know that's a bad habit of mine. So when it comes to stuff I'm important and passionate about, I jump in because I know that I get frozen up on the perfectionist details. And I do too. For these short stories that I write and blog posts, truly what you're saying is right. Perfection is the enemy of good, which is why... I didn't put as much editing into these stories that I've created for to fill out this larger story. Yeah. Um, the process feels a lot more fun and natural. I mean, I'm not a stressed college student now as well, but at the same token, it there is um, all things in moderation. And for those of us who are bad with moderating certain things, sometimes it's better to just jump in and ignore the idea that you have to That's have so a That's so easier said than done. Like, it's so hard to jump into something without a plan. It is. Like, so, like, have, I guess, like, I guess our advice to be, like, anyone who's, like, writing anything, it's, like, have, have, like, a basic, have, like, a basic overall idea of what you're going to do, but if you wait until you have every single turn and left and right figured out, you're not going to really get off the ground, or at least it's going to be, like, extremely hard. So, it's, like, just, like, get the basics of what you want to, 
of what you want to sort of. And that's what a plan is, right? Like a plan yeah. doesn't necessarily detail out every single aspect and corner and comma of the story. Yeah. It's just a general overview because life gets in the way and things will change as you write. So you have to be able to adapt. It's always part of the deal. You yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't plan too much ahead because the plan there's no way because there's so many things are going to change there's no way you can plan like a hundred percent and that's one of the key uh follies of being a perfectionist it's like you plan everything all the way to the end but the reality is that at 10 15 percent something is going to change and you're going to have to adapt and suddenly the remaining 80 percent of your plan is irrelevant it doesn't matter it really is now you wasted time making this plan <sighs> and you wasted time yeah. trying to follow it and maybe you're even pigeon held to this plan you're like holding yourself back because you want to follow the plan so desperately that you don't want to waste your time and like let go of the sun cost just let sun go cost fallacy man. sun cost fallacy yeah. let go of the plan if it's if, if things change just move on with the new things maybe make a little bit of a new plan but don't get stuck upon it so even though the prompt says it's about planning, yeah. our advice is to not yeah. plan. It's it's to, to plan like the basics, but don't get stuck up on every turn because you can't plan out your life because you're going to be like meet different people and be in different situations that like you can't be God and plan out every single thing. I Except, wasn't planning to record a podcast this, this, this autumn and yet no, here we are. No, no, neither was Except I. Except this protagonist that we we're about to set up yeah. should be someone who has tried to plan their whole life. I Maybe would, as a child. I would, yeah, I would think if it's like when I think of someone who plans their whole life, I think of like students who like have these dreams of like going to university or something like that. Like, um, like a very specific university. I, yeah. Well, yeah. A very specific like university. A call, like, like an Ivy League. Like Harvard. Like when you go to Harvard, like you have plans. Like you don't get into Harvard by accident unless you're like, you're like a genius, like a straight, like, like genius. Like the people who plan, I think the people who plan they're not geniuses. They're just people who work really hard and they're actually not, might not even be that smart and they know it. So they're like, the way I'm going to make this easy for myself is I'm going to plan out every little detail, but it kind of backfires. Uh. Like, cause I'm, I, I do that. Like I'm not smart, but I got good grades in school and in college, but it wasn't cause I was smart. I just like planned out everything. So it made it like, if you take something and like plan it and you cut it into like little tiny itty bitty parts, little like 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 a slice of pizza then bite you can size. attack each little bite-sized thing one by one but that can come and bite you in the ass sometimes but but that is how you can take down problems but if you become too reliant on that then it can sort of be like a negative a negative thing so when i think of a guy who plans i think of it like a student like a student yeah going to like a harvard ivy league kind of thing that's what I think. Is he in high school right during the the beginning to- of totally, the story? Totally high school. Yeah. This 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 I was like creature. No, this person. This person is like senior year of high school, and they've planned like to go to Harvard. I don't people plan to go to Harvard since like middle school. These kind Probably. of kids often. I'm, there are times when they get called by their last name because they seem so much older and grown up. It's the the coaches, the mentors are like, "Oh, that's not Jimmy, that's Peters or something," you know. Oh yeah, that's so. This this in, this uh, character should be referred to by their last name to set them apart from their oh, yeah. more <laughs> carefree peers. So Johnson is in high school. Johnson, Johnson. It's just gonna call him Johnson. Yeah, we call him Johnson. We call him Johnson. Yeah. What do you want to call him? Like a no, white we'll name? Him, we'll, um, let's let's call him Johnson. Johnson's fine. Mm. Yeah, Johnson. Johnson. That's still a very common name. It's a, a common very last common name. name. Johnson Smith, but Smith is too common. I'm just no more Smith. We can't do Smith anymore. <laughs> 
but that's been overdone. But okay, yeah, and he's like in high school and he's been planning his whole life to go to Brown. I'm going to say Brown. No, Brown. I, I was know. thinking Brown too, honestly. I feel like Brown is like the less cool out of all the, out of all of the Ivy League Brown schools. or Cornell, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, because like my stepdad went to Cornell. It's still a really good school, but like for some reason when he told me, I'm like, eh, it's not as good as Harvard. It's not whatever. Yale or It's Harvard. not Yale. Yeah, you bum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you washed out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Says the guys who you went hack. to like I went to 70th like, <laughs> school in the nation. Yeah. I went to, I went to like, like, it's like all, we all got B's and C's. Everyone at my school. Hey, like C's get degrees, man. C's get degrees, bro. They Anyone do. in engineering will tell you that. They, they do, man. They do. No one in engineering. I was so shocked. Like I couldn't be an engineer because like all my friends in engineering, they were getting like D's and C's, but it was like normal. It's brutal. Yeah, it was like normal. I was like, Ugh. but, um, but okay. Johnson, Johnson doesn't have an issue. Johnson's getting straight A's in high school. Yeah. He's getting straight A's. Uh, he does extracurricular. He, he does like weird curricular stuff though. He does like rich people sports like kayaking and stuff or polo. like polo. polo. He does polo and stuff. He's going to do like polo. He like volunteers and he's kind of like uh, the only like he's he, an Eagle Scout. He's what an else? Eagle Scout and he's like straight concentrated on his goal. Like he has tunnel vision. Like he doesn't even like have like like he has a never he has, had a girlfriend. Oh, how about like. He has a girlfriend, but it's like his first one and it's like going down the tubes because he chose because a safe option because he, all of his life revolves around achievable goals. That's achievable why he goals. doesn't go out, He doesn't pursue arts, creativity. So and the woman he asked out or the girl he asked out was someone he was positive would, would say, say yes, yes, but he wasn't yeah. necessarily super into her. He just uh, knew for sure she would yeah. check the box so he could have it's a girlfriend. It's political. He's almost. checking boxes. He's just checking boxes. People are boxes. He has his That's friend box. He has his girlfriend box. Yeah, friend box Very and girlfriend good. box. And so he's like all of a sudden like realizing there's like a void kind of thing. There's like this like void and like because he's not doing things that he loves. He's doing things that he's just checking boxes. But he doesn't have a box to figure out his own happiness. Yeah. So he thinks the solution no, that's is the to one come empty, up with more goals. That's the one empty box. It's the like happiness box, basically. But and he doesn't realize this right at the beginning, or does he? No, he uh he realized that something is missing, but he 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 doesn't know exactly what it is. He and did everything right. Enjoy the idea of this spread in his room, perhaps something of a shrine to his goals where these are literally checkboxes that he is checking off as he gets them or as he's failing at them. And his goal is to have every box on the board checked at the same time. You know, pass this class, girlfriend, get into this school. Do this, do that, right? Win this championship for the sport yeah. he does play because he knows he's good at that sport already. He doesn't challenge himself for things that he doesn't know he can't achieve. He literally has, he literally has, like, people do this, like, I don't like this, but like, people do this, like, they put their goals on their wall. Like, they put it like on their wall. I don't like that. Well, I whiteboard sometimes. You, you wipe, no, I mean, smart. like, I mean, like, they literally, like, will put like a thousand dollar check or like an eight million dollar check and like they'll like have it filled out and it'll be like oh, on their yeah, bed. No, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, I'm not down with that. I don't, I don't do that. But some self help books say that's a thing you should do. An eight but, million dollar check? I yes, mean, I would people cash do that. that. Or what? No, no, no. It's like they, they put the check above their bed. Because it's like, it's like, I'm going to make enough money to eventually I can cash this. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, they write themselves. They write a themselves check a check out to themselves yeah, yeah. for eight I, I think that puts a lot of pressure on yourself. Like, I, oh, isn't that what Jim Carrey did? That's what Jim Carrey did. Yeah, yeah and, it was, like, wasn't it? And like, he got like, like Ace Ventura and somehow yeah, managed. But like, it. also, like he's kind of fucked up. Like, I, I think he's he kind of. He is. I agree with dude, you. He's I, I don't a weird think guy. He's a weird dude now. Some people love him, and I. Just no, I, don't. I love his. Duff, I guess, but he's just weird. No, his acting is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he's a comedic genius on the acting part. I mean, yeah. the faces and the 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 physical comedy that he portrays, but the most recent stuff where he's like older and he's, he's older coming and wise out. and beard. He has a beard. Supposedly and stuff wise, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's like drawing and painting now. I mean, no, no hate on his art or anything no, like no that. No hate. No hate. But the. Not His general philosophy to me is a little bit different than it was when I saw him as a child and maybe it's just me as an adult, but anyway. Yeah, and then so basically like we have like this character who's like putting himself through all of this like almost like hell, but he doesn't even know it. Like he thinks he's happy, but he's not. And what he finds out is that he doesn't get into Harvard. He doesn't get in, even though he's like a legacy and stuff and he doesn't get in. Like now what's like the point of his life? You Do know. you think this is imposed on him from his parents or from his family, or do you think that this is self-imposed? Definitely got to be a eldest or only child. He's an only child. He's an only child. Yeah. So all the pressure is on. Also, uh, the idea of one failure that he was sure he was going to get becoming the domino that unravels all. And he the got other into good schools too. He got into like Alabama, got into like NYU, all this stuff, but he didn't get into Harvard. So that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That was none of the other schools were in his box. And yeah. matter of fact, he didn't even want to apply to them. His parents made him made him apply there, just yeah. in case. Just in case. Backup schools. His backup schools were nice schools, and he didn't want to go to any of them. He wanted to go to Harvard. So we have this guy. We have Johnson. We have Johnson, and he just found out he didn't get into Harvard. Just got his rejection letter. Yeah, he's reading his rejection letter. And this is like the ending of the first act, right? Like he's got his his rejection letter and. He has yeah. to deal with the with the consequences of being rejected for the first time. He's like sitting in his room. He's like sitting in his room, like with his girlfriend that he doesn't like that much. And like, well, is she, she like he, texting he likes in her. the corner though, or is she interested? What are we? What do we think? She 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 likes she him. likes him. She's trying to be a sympathetic ear, and he's trying to convince her why it he wanted that, and he had these backup schools. But that didn't matter to and him. And she even got and into one of his backup schools. She's like, great, you can go with they me. They can both go to Syracuse and NYU. Go to Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say NYU. NYU is a great school. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And they're both in there. And she's excited that they both got into NYU. And he's yeah. just the, the only thing he is is upset that he did not get into Harvard. Yeah. And she's asking him why. Why is this such a driver for you today? Like, we are finally together. We will be together after high school. Our, yeah. our near term future is guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Here you are moping around your room. Yeah, and basically he's missing out all of the positives that like could come from this and everything now. Though like it's sort of like underlines like the danger of being a perfectionist. Like makes everything worthless when you don't reach your goal. He basically he tells her he's like it's not. I'm not going to settle for good enough. And saying those words out loud, looking at this girlfriend, mediocre, makes him suddenly begin to associate these thoughts and feelings with this. her. Precious person in front of him yeah, who has done exactly. right by him and he's yeah. done really bad by her. Yeah. But he doesn't see that right now. He just sees another failure of his where he realizes 
this she was my backup girlfriend her name is sarah yeah and like sarah is like this like cute little girl you know good enough good not backup, but well yeah he just he didn't he didn't him. put a lot yeah it was it was good enough he realized that for that it wasn't good enough she for was him on anymore. the cheerleading team but not the the leader not of the, the cheerleading cheerleader. team yeah kind of thing no yeah. it was like just like he had backup schools he had a backup girlfriend mm-hmm. this johnson guy and he thought he would move on to something in college, a different girlfriend. And now it, it's just his mind's unraveling. He didn't have a very healthy mindset to begin with. Not but with this undoing, all. all the rest of the good things are going to start to fall away. Everything is falling apart and his everything has is worthless. are becoming his reality. Yeah. Which is something he never thought would be the case. And now they are. That's okay. So he was planning to dump her once he got into he the was college. So he to could get her. his college girlfriend who would be an upgrade on his checklist. And she just is starting to realize this. She's starting to realize the real guy that he is. Mm. And she, she has to, right? Yeah. Like she this has is to. when he starts spiraling. She has emotional. Which, which, she She's emotionally mature. mature. Like she might not be Harvard level in terms of grades and college, yeah. et cetera. She's Syracuse, which is great anyway. Yeah. But she is an adult. Like she knows like life goes on and mm-hmm. she doesn't, she wants to move on with this guy, but apparently he is not, doesn't want to move on with her. And she realizes that she was just a box to check. And they have an argument over it. Yeah. And, but she is ultimately at peace walking out of the relationship. Whereas he suddenly is upset, even though he wanted this. Now he has a hole. He does not have a box checked. Even his backup box has that now box. become unchecked. And in a fit of rage, he is forced to uncheck those boxes that he had he's checked. He's like a ra- he's like erasing them in a fury, like in his room. He's erasing Resentful. all those yeah. checks. like Harvard like the, grad erased, girlfriend a, girlfriend erased. erased. He's erasing all of it, which is kind of like this is the first time his girlfriend's been inside of his room and she's seeing all of these check boxes. He even sees girlfriend and she's like, what? fuck is this like what is this like i'm so i was just like a box to check that's the name of the story a box to check and a box to a check, box to a check. Title. yeah and like basically like she like goes in and she realizes this guy is like she thinks he's like a psycho now like she's like oh my gosh and she's crying and she's i think able to take it but she's like crying and leaves it's demeaning for anyone. It's yeah. demeaning. Especially no a high a school girl. You know, tech, check. 18, 19 maybe, that would not be a good age to receive you're, that you're, kind of Yeah, news, yeah, that's a terrible, especially. like, that's the age when, like, you're looking for, like, validation from, like, you're, you're looking to be, to be validated in a positive way, mm-hmm. in, in a positive way by someone that you're with, like, to prove that, like, you are, you want to be thought that, like, this person wants you because you're beautiful, you're nice, you're... Because you good. are you. Because you are right? you, and he, she finds out she's not because she's her, she's just a box. She's a statistic. She's just a statistic. Oh, she Lord. Is a she's a statistic. Dad. And so they have a huge falling out, and she just, like, almost runs out of the room. She doesn't, like, walk out. Like, she runs out of the room. She's, like, he broke her heart, basically. And so then he's. Do you think he broke her heart? Because I feel like she would just be angry and angry? a little confused and upset at him. But have kind of also realized Obviously she's sad. Yeah. Like, if she was into him, if she was into him, I think the problem is she's into him. Not. Um, I don't think she's like in love with him. You don't think so? Okay. No, she's not because she him. always had this. There's because she was a checkbox, right? So he always kind of held her at a arm's length okay okay so she always had this like kind of thought in the back but it's insulting it's insulting like she she needs to get like a rebound or something like she's feels insulted like yeah but she i think she's angry in that moment and she just storms out of the room she's not crying she's upset and angry and walks out but i mean 
that might be the last we see of her. The story is about him, right? He's the anti-hero. And before she walks out, like she says, like, you know what, like you're an asshole and like you're never going to mount to like anything or something like that. And that's like actually hits him because he She's trying to hurt him. She's trying to hurt him, yeah. And he wants to be thought of as like the good guy, the smart guy, the perfect guy. So when someone says that to him for the first time that he thinks is beneath him. That he thinks is beneath him, yeah. That like destroys Suddenly, him almost. yeah she has the moral higher ground she has the right? moral high ground and now. he's no longer he's like he thought he was the king and so like he has this like kingly ego and all of a sudden like the one of the paupers is talking to him with disrespect and that night he has the final game Oh, the polo. final go the, the final, final he was gonna game. win the championship he was he gonna win the, to win the championship that night but now he's all flustered he he's is straight the flustered. worst part about polo is it's always a team game because you're riding a horse and the horses can tell the like, horses how you're can feeling. tell how you can feel yeah you've dated horse girls jordan <laughs> oh you yeah know horses. you have dated horse girls <laughs> The horses, the horses, no. The horses, <laughs> no. The horses, yeah. And so what he ends up doing is like the like the horse like freaks out while he's on there. They're losing terribly. The horse freaks out and he falls off and breaks he his falls neck. Off and breaks his he neck. breaks his <laughs> neck, dude. Dude, dude, he breaks his neck, dog. He breaks his neck, his neck like straight like Superman, like Superman, like the actor, the actor, the yeah, actor who Superman. played Superman. Superman. Yeah, like that what guy. was his name? The first actor, not Heath Ledger, um, not Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, was the Robin Joker. Williams was a big, big friend of his. Um, George Costanza. I don't know. I'm George Costanza. Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm thinking of random, just random famous people. Okay, so he breaks his neck. Does that result in any paralysis, or is he just he's, in a, he's in a chair and now he works at a the gas station? Superman fell from a horse and he wasn't paralysis. Yeah, um, and I, so then I like he started like doing like just like really controversial things to like get his like mojo back or something. Like, Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Christopher yeah, Reeves. So he I pulls remember. a straight Christopher Reeves. And now he's not going to even going to school. He just decides to work at like a gas station. He doesn't like he's broken. He doesn't want to fully work paralyzed. Anymore. Fully he works paralyzed. At a gas station. Yeah, fully. Yeah, because you can work behind a counter at a gas station. Fully ADA paralyzed. Act, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Equal opportunity hiring. Equal opportunity hiring. I mean, he's thankful. Uh, he went for the lowest bottom of the barrel job. Like obviously, he this doesn't guy care anymore. Was achieved. He got into Syracuse. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, full scholarship. Full scholarship to Syracuse. Full scholarship to Syracuse. He gives it up to become a gas station. He attendant. doesn't care anymore. He just a like quadriplegic. Quadriplegic. Or let's okay. Let's make him paraplegic. How about that? Paraplegic. paraplegic. Yeah. Okay. He's in a wheelchair. So, okay. So chair. he's not fully paralyzed. Yeah. Not fully paralyzed. Okay, I had questions about how the catch turns. I it's like a Stephen Hawking. It's like a Stephen Hawking. He blows into a straw to open it. Okay. I don't know. So That's he has some ability, but he is this a result of a new box? Is he just ignoring the boxes now? Whenever he checks, oh, the he job completely box? gave up on everything. He's okay. not like he like everything it, in one day. Like four, five, six boxes got erased. No, no, long, everything. He's like his everything. wall is like ripped papers, like because he was erasing everything so hard. Like everything is ripped, like off his wall almost. It's like half taped, half ripped papers on his wall. Maybe he even like tried to set fire to the house as a paraplegic and the. 
the sprinkler system went off. I don't know if a house has sprinkler systems. Okay, the sure. apartments, the yeah. apartment he's yeah. living in, his sprinkler yeah. system went off, and all of his giant wall calendar with all of the boxes checked starts melting away yeah. from the water of the sprinkler system. He gives completely everything up, and his mom and dad are no longer together. He got divorced, whatever. And yeah. his mom drives him every day to the gas station on the, down the road, drops him off with his wheelchair and he can go inside and do it. And, his and now he's, job. now he's depressed. Now he's depressed. And well, he's always been depressed. Yeah. But now like now it's it. like, now he knows it. And so like he does one more box. He says like, just to be happy above his, above his bed, just to be happy. He's reminded of the yeah. boxes. Yeah. Just one box. Like after but a few months of one. living in this, in this cycle, yeah. he's reminded of the concept of the boxes and his yeah. mom is like, yeah, I used to do this all the time, blah, blah, blah. And maybe he's like, okay, what's one box just that one I can do? box. Cause I'm now I'm what's limited. something that I can do that's simple happy. that I'm supposed to be able to do. And Single happy. box. So it's like box. show up for work. Clock maybe, out. Yeah. Maybe like that. Eat a meal. I do, self-care items. I but do the, like, the biggest one is be happy. I do like But he James, doesn't check yes. that one. He doesn't check he's, it, he's though. Not. That's the one at home. So he doesn't. He refuses to bring checks back into his house. But at work, he's super bored. Yeah. Because he was a brilliant... He was relatively brilliant. He was and smart. This, yeah. this job is pretty mind-numbing for him. Yeah. So he starts toying around with whimsical checkboxes at work. He comes up with silly ones, ones he doesn't care about intentionally. Organize a Swedish fish or something. Real feelings into or it. seeing somebody with pink hair. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, and then he a does card with two doors. Exactly. Gets gas. Something irrelevant. And, and he does actually. What happens is um, he like starts or meets someone nice or something like something like that. Like the basic. The very starts making basic friends thing. because one of He's his coworkers more see the checkbox and they think yeah. it's great mm-hmm. and they start doing the check boxes yeah. too because they're also kind of bored yeah and he's he finds some situations where he might even smile and laugh a little bit and stuff he used to never do yes yeah and the boxes give him anxiety this is also giving him a lot of joy so he just starts building it up and his boxes become a little more realistic and extravagant but also just they become his goals again yeah instead of him just doing it for fun he starts making his life a little more around the boxes again, but they're fun boxes this time. Right. They're things that he wants to do because he thinks that a it will make him have happy and it will make the people around him happy. Yeah. Like go skiing or something. I don't know. Like yeah. people go skiing is can a ski now. Yeah. Yeah. And then he eventually meets um, a girl in a wheelchair, a girl in a wheelchair at the, at the gas station. He doesn't have that's to meet the, a girl in the wheelchair. That's, 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 that's maybe that's a little tropey. <laughs> that's too tropey? Okay. Hey, all, hey. All we paraplegics must be. <laughs> other paraplegics. No, no, no. I actually, I would like his girlfriend to be non-paraplegic. There would have to be a significance to another wheelchair. I think, I think the, the way I saw his girlfriend, and yeah. I had a vision as you guys were talking about this yeah. story, is... Like she, the the girlfriend he had before was like a health fanatic, a health freak kind of, or the ones how he envisioned it because she yeah. was a cheerleader, so an uh, an athlete in some way, yeah. And she had you know guaranteed you know like childbirth and like all that kind of creepy weird stuff that an yeah. ultra planner would look into yeah. for a possible mate. Instead, he met this girl that like walks in twice a day to buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, because okay. she smokes a little bit, two packs a little bit. Day. Messy, a little edgy, yes, 
She yes. has pink hair, she, too, by the way. She buys... I like the pink hair. Yeah, she has She pink buys hair. the burritos and yeah. warms them up in the... That's, that's what I mean. Are you, are you laughing station. about that? Are you laughing at that? Like, I do I that. am laughing at... I've never had that. a burrito no, at the dude, gas station. No, dude, 7-Eleven has... No, 7-Eleven has, like, really fresh breakfast Please. burritos. <laughs> Dye no, no, your pink they, and they walk do. into oh a gas God. station. Oh, my God. You guys, you guys are haters now. So I'm going to get you guys a 7-Eleven. I'm going to get you guys a 7-Eleven burrito, breakfast burrito. You can't tell me it's 7-Eleven, though. It's fresh. It's, it's fresh. fresh. Say, I it's got it fresh. from Chipotle. And they, then we dude, Seven Eleven did a revamp. It did a revamp of all of its products. Yeah, you know who like tried to do fresh. a revamp? Domino's, and they tried to break into the Italian market. They also failed because it's not I pizza. It's I, it's I can't. I'm sorry. I you're telling me a Seven Eleven has like. I'll show you, man. I'll show like you, man. Plants it's, growing in the back of each store. I'm telling you, man. They have a hookup where it's like someone brings in fresh food every day. Every day. I'll show you. To our viewers, 7-Eleven has fresh food. Okay, so one sponsor. of the check boxes is yeah. figure out where the burritos yeah, come yeah, from. Yeah, figure out where the burritos come from. But yeah. this whimsical, this person who doesn't necessarily have her life together in a way that would be meaningful, that would have been unappealing to the yeah. old version yes. of old Johnson, yes. young Johnson. Um, yeah. she, she starts coming in, and he's just now in this new state of mind where he's just now pursuing things that bring him joy. He sees that she really enjoys those Seven Eleven burritos, yeah. despite the fact that they should, in they should probably taste awful. Yes, but I, I think they're fine. Also, for the record, I think the they're fine. Cigarettes. I think they're fine. And all these other things, which he knows wouldn't work in his old mindset, but he's or never he doesn't want to. that old life. He or realizes I don't want to go back to that. I was miserable. So he starts eating the Seven Eleven burritos, and he starts maybe smoking a couple cigarettes. Not like it's chain smoker. He just like has maybe just like one. He's like, oh, like she's like, you want a cigarette? And he's like, yeah, I'll have one. You yeah. know, he's like, he's exploring new territory. And then know? after some time passes, they he's experiencing more of this. He's come back into himself. He takes pride in this job. Yeah. Something that started as a rock bottom for him. He's yeah. now a manager. His old girlfriend walks into the gas station. Oh, snap. About the two or three girlfriend. years later. Oh, my God. That's a good twist. That's a good twist. But how does he feel about that now? And he's, but he's happier now. He's like, he's like, oh, it's like so good to see you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, stuff like that. And she's kind of like hasn't changed much. <laughs> like, she's like the same. She walks in with her new boyfriend, like some hunk from syracuse or something like that and but he's happy like he's and actually he doesn't even resent them for that he doesn't resent them no he doesn't resent them and, and i think that's that's like kind of like we just like leave it at there it's like he's like well, she's like i hope you're happy and he's like i am and, and he I goes you're happy he too. goes home and he checks out happy and box he checks off the happy box and that's our short story and i think that would be a good story <laughs> i think that'd be good it's a nice little short film. I agree. It is. I like this story. It's, nah, it's called a box to check. All right. Yeah. Someone direct it and give us royalties. All right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyone, yeah, anyone, and now your task, dear listeners. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you write that story. If you make this film for us, you'll make us yeah. so much money. Yeah. Um, but with that, I think we're, I don't know. You think we're kind of uh, running out of. We are nearing our end. So yeah, we are nearing I think the end. We did it, guys. The, uh, yeah, I think that was it. I think we did do it. That was a good episode. This episode brought to you by 7-Eleven. Brought to you fresh by 7-Eleven burritos. burritos. Fresh burritos fresh on burritos a daily basis. Daily. Always brought Guaranteed to- by James. Start your breakfast with 7-Eleven burrito. 
eggs, 7-Eleven sauce, and <laughs> microwave. So no. microwave is free to use. They have free to use. Thank you yeah, for notifying Yeah, free to us. use. Do they actually have like breakfast burritos? Or yeah, it's, just, it's not like the chimichanga, man. It's like fresh breakfast burrito. This guy is on top of it, man. Dude, and it's like five you bucks, have a man. lot of experience. Five, five bucks. bucks. Five, five bucks? bucks? Five bucks, Dude, yeah. Dude, Chipotle is like $7. You can't yeah, tell you're me. Yeah, cha- you're saving $2. Wow. <laughs> yeah. For a frozen burrito. <laughs> man, you got... Chipotle is not like, 7 bucks. Chipotle is like 12 bucks, man. It's 12 bucks. It, it, it is. It is more than yeah, 7 yeah, bucks. Yeah, it used seven to be bucks. 7 when it's, I was like... Like, with inflation and the war, it's like, the, yeah, the war. The war. The war in Ukraine is putting burritos out. I mean, it's I just, probably it, part it's of It's true. It's just, I'm not yeah. used to saying Food prices the war are high. like I'm yeah, in 1940. The Nazis have just invaded Poland. But it's true. That's why it is. a lot of this is the That's the time we're living in, guys. That's the time. I never thought it would be like this. Saying the plague, except we said the pandemic, you know, it's like never thought I'd be living in a time be like, oh man, the plague has got you know my grandma this time. It's, we're, on, we're on the edge of the, the black okay. plague. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. I recently during COVID. No. I thought you were referring to my actual grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah actual grandma. Yeah, actually, if you mentioned two grandma. weeks ago. Oh, oh my okay. God. Oh, I not, did not know. Not from COVID. Yeah, I met okay. you last week, too. You <laughs> yeah. did not mention this at all. Yo, okay. Yo, it's all right. fine. She, uh, she was among loved ones and family, That's and good. it was about as good as we could hope for that. So, okay. Um, That's good. Okay. That's wow. good. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to bring <laughs> it up. You know what? It's That's good. She's around loved ones. That's the important thing, man. best way to die, I suppose. Best way to die. I'm a Way yeah. at the end of the podcast. I mean, I'm gonna live forever, but okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm never gonna. Die. Thanks to denial, gonna, I'm yeah. immortal. <laughs> yeah. You have a checkbox, right. never die. Yeah, check. That's my checkbox, guys. All right. So, um, my name is James. My name is Jordan, and I'm Georgia. This is the Jojo Geo podcast. Signing out. <laughs> <laughs>